Big Finish for the love of stories. You're listening to the Big Finish podcast. Release date Sunday the 17th of September 2023. What do you mean jump? From a plane? There aren't any. This sounds crazy, but this is Earth? You hit your head. Please, it's important. It's Earth. What sea is this? I don't know, but you'll end up in it if you don't hide. Kill Nick and Benji. Greetings to you. I'm Benji Clifford. He's Nick Briggs. This is Big Finish. Audiobooks, audio drama, and... Yes, this podcast, all <laughs> for the love of stories. Ah, oh, beautifully done. In a few moments, Benji and I will be having a quick catch-up. What will it be about? What will we be discussing? Only time will tell. Possibly nothing at all, or maybe aliens. Oh, and after that, it'll be time for the Good Review Guy, reviewing the reviews of The Seventh Doctor Adventures, starring Sylvester McCoy, Silver and Ice. I think it's called Silver and Ice. Uh, it's not starring Sylvester McCoy. Silver and Ice. <laughs> wouldn't those be fantastic names to have? It's dingy enough to be the Arctic Circle. Then we go behind the scenes with Rose Tyler, Dimension Cannon 3, Trapped, released this Tuesday the 19th of September, and an episode entitled Sink or Swim, not to be confused with the 1980s BBC sitcom starring Peter Davidson. My name's Billy Piper. And I play Rose Tyler. Following that, listeners' emails sent to podcast at bigfinish.com. Oh, I bet you can't wait for that. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Also available, Doomsday, uh, Big Finish's contribution to the multi-platform narrative across all Doctor Who licensees devised by Russell T. Davis himself. It's the tale of a deadly assassin who may not be quite what you're expecting. Hi, I'm Suze Kempner and I'm playing Doom. Then the Randomoid Selectatron will once again be delivering a random release with a 25% discount skillfully attached to it by Big Finish content manager Jackie Emery naturally of course it's a mystery as to what it's going to be so uh, let's just use our handy future scope to take a peek what it might be this doctor is a Persian spy and finally as always we round off the podcast with a free 15 minute drama tease and this week it is of course from Rose Tyler Dimension Cannon 3 Trapped released this Tuesday the 19th of September starring the rather wonderful Billy Piper and that episode and that episode (laughs) entitled Sink or Swim by Lizzie Hopley I needed to see this. Danny, I promise I'm not leaving here. I'm not leaving this ship without you and Jackie with me. Understand? What? Alien life? Alien life, could it be? Well, obviously we saw Why the... Why are we um, talking about it? Yeah. Well, there was a, a the paper that was published uh, about the findings of NASA with possible UFOs. And um, in Mexico, they'd unveiled two uh, corpses of aliens uh, or so they claim um, very interesting oh, yeah, topics I saw, of discussion yeah I saw the picture on, on one of those free London newspapers you know on, on the on the train it's it looked like a, it looked thing, like a sort it? of salami sausage with the face of E.T. drawn into it <laughs> didn't it that's what my friend said they said it doesn't look very good does it <laughs> but uh, the interesting thing is I did see them doing like a, a weird sort of x-ray of it and and going through and it was quite interesting to see you know they they were showing the bone density underneath and stuff like that but i still just don't know you know it seems all a bit it seems a bit fishy i don't know do you believe nick what do you believe when it comes to ufos and aliens are we alone is there anything out there um hello i can't hear anything um <laughs> do you know the um there's this misunderstanding, I believe I've said this before, in with people who aren't science fiction fans who think that sci-fi fans are all UFO fans. I don't mean the fantastic Jerry Anderson series. I mean that, you know, they're all... It, They'll it, believe, the, the two, yeah. yeah. The two things don't really go in hand. I, I think most science fiction and fantasy fans that love love the fact that it's not true and enjoy the, the unreality of it. Um, so... As I think I've said before, and perhaps not on this podcast, though, it's a natural assumption I have about alien life because I just write stories about it all the time. But if I, if you ask me to stop and think about it, 
I mean, there are so many variables, aren't there? I mean, you can almost not believe anything you read in the news or see on television, on the newspapers now, because the ability to fake things is so um, highly developed. And the desire for people to project fake narratives onto things is... is, um, I don't understand it, you know, but it's... Well, I suppose I do because, you know, I write stories, but I don't expect people... You know, when I wrote The Annihilators with The Third Doctor, I didn't expect people to think it was a documentary or anything. You know, I expected <laughs> them wasn't. to just think oh, it was a story. Oh, um, so, yeah, but I think that need to tell stories makes people want things... want to prove things to be true that aren't true. But that said, I mean, I, I'm quite persuaded by the old oft-mentioned statistical thing that for all the billions of planets surely just by the law of averages there must be some with the conditions for life on it so i think that's likely uh, i i do think that um if we were to encounter another intelligent species it could be so disastrous i mean if they're advanced enough to travel all the way from where they are to come to us they're you know they're they're going to think that they're much better than us. And so we're likely I mean, to come off pretty badly in that thing. I can imagine that they probably would either come to exploit the resources on our planet. Well, that's the sci-fi just... story, isn't it? Maybe they'll bore out the core of the Earth and put a motor <laughs> in it so that they can pilot the planet. That's right. <laughs> yes, and one of the world's weirdest concepts ever. Um, but, you know, or they might just look upon us and think, like we look up on ants in an anthill, look at it and think, well, just let them do what they're doing. They're just pour some boiling lives. water on them is what I thought when I was a kid, <laughs> you know. <laughs> yeah. But it's um, interesting yeah. when you talk about, like, science fiction. But I just wanted to, you know, what do you think the secret is as to making science fiction interesting? Oh, it's the people. It's the characters. And it's what the, you know, it's 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 struggles and, and hopes and fears. Um uh, that could come from any drama and and it's the window dressing that's different with science fiction i think i mean you sometimes you have high concept things where you're talking about like um yeah when you i mean when you think of something like interstellar you know with that uh, very high concept all about the time distortion and stuff that that's very uniquely science fiction that's not something you could have transposed from a western but the relationship with his daughter and being away from her for a long time and all that kind of stuff that's it's all about humanity really but um i, I really well, all i'm saying by the way about alien life is that uh, i'd sort of be thrilled about it but then actually when the implications sink in i'd be really frightened i mean the first thing i'd want to say to a highly advanced um alien species you know coming to earth uh is i'm sorry about us <laughs> i'm sorry Don't you you me. can yeah. see what we've done to our planet you can see what we've done throughout our history i'm just really sorry we're I'm ashamed of, of what uh, human beings are, even though, of course, there's great kindness and great achievement in human history as well. But I think by and large, it's gone pretty badly and it's only going to get worse because, you know, people are still think... worrying about money when uh, that when we're massively overpopulated and the planet is falling apart. I mean, that probably to some people listening sounds like some obscure fringe viewpoint, but I'm sorry, that's my view. So, But I don't know. I actually don't know. I seriously don't know whether there's alien life out there. It seem it would seem odd to me that if there weren't. And it, it, my feeling is that it would be so different from us that we w would not in ways that we just can't imagine that it would be almost impossible for us to um have any meaningful relationship with them. Well, I often think that I often think this idea that aliens have a similar physical uh, appearance and characteristic to us. I always feel that's a little bit of an arrogant view. Yeah. Because we, we clearly believe that we are so we're at such the peak of our you know, of development that somehow we are the model. Where actually there are some incredible creatures under in the you know in the in the sea in this you know yeah, when you yeah, look in at the, the depths, dark, yeah. which are just beyond anything that you could like creatures that create light like 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 do you know like creatures with torches built into their heads and stuff you know organically cybermen yeah cybermen <laughs> um cybermen um oh we got some exciting cybermen stuff coming up in the future haven't we nick very oh, yeah. i just wanted to say that again i'm very excited um is the, is the trailer out for that 
Oh, I do believe it is, actually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Perhaps yeah. we should play that now. From Big Finish Productions, Doctor Who, the Eighth Doctor Adventures, Audacity. Lady Audacity Montague. And I'm the Doctor. There is a comet crossing the sky tonight. I am away to my telescope. A shooting star that creeps across the sky. It is most curious. Did nobody ever tell you to be careful what you wish for? The Devouring. They're called The Devouring. I shall consume you. Doctor, this starship, does it take you through the darkness? In so many ways. Ladies, gentle beings, we're delighted to welcome you to the Aurum. A golden domain. Quite literally. Our Viceroy of Victory, Oberon Fix. Audacity, we have to leave. Now. They're locking us down! Humanity and their allies are facing the greatest threat to their existence. All Aurum security measures are being deactivated. A near unstoppable enemy that not only courses through the galaxy, but converts it, corrupts it. The Doctor! Grab some glitter guns, glitter bombs, anything you can carry. You're Vogan. The guards are Vogan, but none of the guests at that gathering were. Fated, foretold, this weapon ends the war. The Cybermen never give up. It's a Cybermat. Off the flight deck, both of you. Both of you! You will let us in. Not by the hairs of my chinny-chin-chin. You were right, Fran. It is the silence that gets you. Big finish for the love of stories. That was it. That was the trailer. Get excited, folks. Very, very fun. I suppose you should probably crack on, actually. You know, yeah, yeah. I, 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 and... Yeah, there's one here telling me we've got to get on with it. Please get the good review, guy. Okay. Oh, that's incredible. Peter Hawkins is, 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 is an alien. Um, that's the model. That's the true model. Um, anyway, uh, I suppose now, listeners, it is time for our good review guide, finding the latest positive comments about Big Finish Productions to help recommend them for you. And as promised, this week we're looking at the seventh Doctor Adventures, Silver and Ice. That's starring Sylvester McCoy, not Sylvester McCoy, Silver and Ice. What a good name for a double act, isn't it? Silver and Ice! <laughs> this is the tale of vengeance and of the ceaseless quest for power. From Big Finish Productions, Doctor Who, the seventh Doctor Adventures, Silver and Ice. Are we? It's dingy enough to be the Arctic Circle. Tinseltown, the city that never sleeps. Welcome, one and all, to the grand reopening of Mitzi's place. I'm the Doctor, Miss... Protraxis. Carol Protraxis from Galactic Central. I am Sandar, known to all as Sandar the Barbarian. What exactly are your questions? What are you doing here back in Rebos after all this time? Oh, great gods of Rebos. Gods of ice and gods of sun. How do you mean tinsel? All the sparkly stuff. Everything's made of it. The bones, your majesty. The bones have spoken to me. This never-ending ice time. There must be a reason. So we've landed at the wrong time? On the contrary, we've landed at the right time. Something's very wrong on Rebos. There is another threat. A traveler from beyond this world. This man is dangerous. Ice time is supposed to last no more than 32 years. We are the Cybermen. We've been spotted by a very large creature <gasps> heading this way. Quick, yeah, run! Shift error corrected. Cyber technology online. 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 Mitzi! The Doctor's cage! Ah! Attack the city! Attack! Release the battle, Shrivenzar. Big finish for the love of stories. Well, wasn't that bracing? Uh, just go to bigfinish.com and type silver and ice into the search pane. 
at the top to find this one. Now, first up, we've uh, we've got a message in here from wearecult.rocks, uh, Ezekiel Thorpe, uh, who says, with sparkling dialogue and some of the best audio cliffhangers, this is that rare thing of a sequel being almost as good as the original. Mm-hmm. Sustaining the interest throughout its two-hour running time, it's an engaging listen and a treat for the ears. With great performances all round. Highly recommended. Nice. Thank you, Ezekiel. Uh, WarpedFactor.com. Uh, Tony Filer. <laughs> Son of Bill Filer. Yeah. Son of Phil Filer. The Exons. And, and Jill Filer. Really? Mm, yeah. Tony, we'll leave you alone. Um, what you get out of Silver and Ice will largely depend on what you expect going in. He's a man of great profundity, is Tony. Um, it absolutely delivers on its premises and promises. Hey, the two peas. Nice, nice little. <laughs> and gives you a cracking pair of fun McCoy stories with twinges and pulls of a darker doctor to come. You'll laugh, you'll squirm, you'll thrill, particularly in the reboss inheritance, and you may well punch the air at least once too. 35 years on from season 24, Silver and Ice proves the spirit of the time is still able to produce impressive, enjoyable who that pushes all the right silly, shocking, comic, dramatic buttons. Wouldn't it be lovely if on your desk you had a silly, shocking, comic and dramatic set of buttons? What shall I have today? <laughs> the silly one. <laughs> shocking. <laughs> comic. It's funny how did, were you were thinking of, are you thinking of buttons to press or buttons as in buttons for your shirt? Cause, but I said on could, your desk. Why would you have buttons? But you might have just buttons. have buttons on. You could be That's a true. seamstress. You could, yeah, you could, you I know, could. You, could, you could have lots of buttons. A peck on, and rye. You know? Yes. Of, of Peckham, yeah, it's quiet. Um, well, uh, Tobe6852046 on social media says, uh, just listen to Silver and Ice by Big Finish and featuring Sylvester McCoy and Bonnie Langford. Absolutely stellar writing by Dan Starkey, yeah. as well as superb acting throughout. As is always the way with the Seventh Doctor Adventures. 10 out of 10. Amazing. Thank you, Tobe6852046. Love you. Uh, next week, the Good Review Guy will be investigating more reviews, but it's top secret for now. <laughs> Coming up soon, listeners' emails, Ooh. Doomsday, Dying Hours, and the Randomoid Selectatron. But first, let's go behind the scenes with this Tuesday's release, Rose Tyler, Dimension Cannon Trapped, Sink or Swim. Uh, over to producer Emily Cook and director Helen Goldwyn, two of my favourite humans... Hello, my name's Emily Cook and I am the producer of Rose Tyler, The Dimension Canon, Volume 3. Hi, I'm Helen Goldwyn and I'm the director of Rose Tyler, The Dimension Canon, Volume 3. Dimension Canon, where is it? Keep your voice down. Everyone away from the bridge, it will strike again. With Volume 3, we wanted to do something a little bit different to see how we could shake things up a little bit. We decided, I was emailing Russell and we decided not to go post journey's end we weren't going to set it past the point where rose had found the doctor so it was just a case of thinking what can we do differently within the search that rose is still carrying out and russell suggested a different dimension canon story where rose is stuck on one particular alternate earth for many stories cut off from the canon um, and where she really has to fight in a world that's completely unlike the earth that she came from Um, So he was kind of suggesting a really different setting, a world that's quite fascinating and different in terms of its cosmology, something that we haven't seen in the world of Doctor Who before, and something that would really strip Rose down and just make her have to fight to survive, really. So that was Russell's initial brief, I suppose. Um, Went away, talked to Matt Fitton, and we put together some ideas. Um, Russell was also quite keen as well to keep a very... um, a family element to it. We knew we weren't going to have Jackie and Clive in it in quite the same way they were before, but we wanted to have a very strong family element to it, which is why we introduced Danny as a sort of parallel world sibling for Rose. Um, 
And obviously at the heart of this series, it's basically, there's, there's all of the, the anti-life stuff, pathic. At the heart of it, it is Rose trying to get back home to her mum. And then obviously beyond that, find the doctor. Yeah, and then obviously we all had a, a Zoom call because I'm one of the writers on, on Volume 3 and uh, we met with Tim Foley and Lizzie Hopley and Matt Fitton and yourself and talked about what this alternative world might look like uh, and some amazing ideas came out of that. I mean, I wish we did more of that kind of face-to-face collaboration. I love that bit because somebody else's idea will spark something new in you. Yeah. It's not quite such an isolated process then if you're in interacting and sharing ideas. So yeah, we came up with some some themes that would run through the whole thing, through all three episodes. So that was really good fun. This sounds crazy, but this is Earth? You hit your head. Please, it's important. It's Earth. What sea is this? I don't know, but you'll end up in it if you don't hide. This is not a good day to get seen. Hello, I'm Lizzie Hopley and I wrote Sink or Swim. Matt Fitton had very strong ideas about what Rose's arc would be for this collection of stories and he got in touch. Um, He also had a great premise for a mystery affliction that was kind of hunting or targeting people in this world. Um, Based in in some scientific article that he'd read, because of course he's a genius and he reads all these things and then steals from them and gives them to us. So we all kind of took the crumbs from his table um, and shaped the series arc over a Zoom meeting, which is always fun. We got a lovely set of writers on this who really enjoyed sharing their thoughts and ideas. Um, So there'll hopefully be some very strong links in the storytelling overseen by, by Matt. Um, but really at the beginning it was a kind of free-for-all and in a lovely way as well we kind of created this world and sometimes this happens slowly like you're pulling teeth and no one wants to speak first or someone's got a strong idea and you don't really know how you're going to fit in with it for a while and eventually it gets ironed out this one we pretty much had wrapped up in a zoom meeting and that's always brilliant we're kind of go oh what if we did this oh that's brilliant what if we do that i mean obviously it needed matt to have come in with a very strong premise from the beginning um which we all like torchbearers ran off with yeah so the first episode is by lizzie hopley who is uh, obviously a very experienced big finish writer and she's created this remarkable idea about a cruise ship in the centre of this chaos, this world where technology has failed and um, people are scrabbling around at not even scraps to survive, probably just Lord knows how they're, they're managing to survive. And it's kind of, I think there's a theme running through all of these episodes about society, about tribalism, you know, how you have to cluster together, you have to kind of try and get other people around you in order to survive in that scenario. And this colony is on a cruise ship. And uh, yeah, it's quite an an amazing sort of premise. Uh, It's quite an epic opening. Um, I love the setting with it being on the ship. And it's going to sound amazing. I say going to sound, I mean, you guys have just heard it on this <laughs> well, on this release, but we we've only just recorded it, and so we're imagining what it's going to sound like. Um, and and Billy was saying earlier it was one of the most exhausting scripts that she's recorded because there was so much there was so much action and yeah. movement. It's a very dynamic script, and it really sort of throws um, Rose and. Danny right into the deep end almost literally literally. (laughs) (laughs) yeah Yeah. and quite a departure from what we did in series one because they were very subtle and domestic yeah and um so much of it was about conversation and emotion rather than action and that's what set that series apart actually but we've we've broken the mold a bit uh, here uh, with series three because there is an awful lot of action in, in all of the episodes. Danny, was anyone else nearby when you found me? You have friends? Yeah, but they're where they should be. I mean, someone from the ship who could have taken it. It's like a disc. No, and you being a stowaway, they'll say the Pathic wasn't able to focus to warn them. My name's Billy Piper and I play Rose Tyler. So Rose meets a parallel world sibling um, named Danny and Jackie is a pathic so she's treated appallingly but she's um, 
very very important and integral especially to this story and i guess rose takes on this sort of parental role or at least she feels i guess an affinity um for danny and she, you know she tries to impart all of this uh, emotional knowledge that she's garnered throughout the years of time travel and loss and gain and universes collapsing and danny is reluctant to share in that I guess and so she's quite frosty with Rose at the beginning and I think she's also quite possessive over her mother so I guess Rose starts to try and sort of be this counsellor to her but she's very resistant and it's actually quite touching Danny what's happened on this land Rose I saw you you arrived just go to bigfinish.com and type trapped into the search pane at the top to find this one. And remember, Rose Tyler Dimension Canon 3 is out on Tuesday, the 19th of September. Right, it's time for... Listeners' emails. That was mind-blowingly good. If you want to send a dramatic email in to go with our dramatic buttons, uh, send it to podcast at bigfinish.com. Get them in, folks. Uh, You don't want to miss it. That's exactly what Paul Watts did, Um, which I think is that 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 goes back to that joke I was telling a few podcasts back about Paul Paul Watts and Barry who? Who are you? Um, What's your name? Uh, Hi, guys. Just just listen to this week's podcast. Uh, You may be the font of knowledge, uh, of all knowledge concerning Doctor Who, Mm. but unfortunately, you're a little confused concerning Dixon of Doc Green. Jack Hawking, a fine actor, was not the star. Jack Warner played the main role for many years. I have fond memories of the show. Don't feel bad about it. I will listen in. Paul. We'll still listen in, he says. I will still listen in. Yeah, that's important. Um, my, personally, I, I prefer Jim Hawking. Well, uh, Jim yeah, Hawkins. Yeah, hold on, Paul. Well, firstly, I just want to say pay attention because I didn't say that Jack Hawkins, not Jack Hawking, since you're being pedantic. Uh, I didn't say. I talked about Jack Warner and Dixon of Doc Green and then moved on to talking about Jack Hawkins. So clearly what you did, which is completely understandable, is get bored and stop listening for a while and then came back and thought, why is he talking about Jack Hawkins? He didn't play George Dixon. I may not have mentioned Jack Warner, but I was mentioning it was a new subject. It was a different thing. I absolutely, of course, I've got, look, the blooming, look, the DVDs here. I just happened to have. This is the DVD of... It says um, Jack Hawkins on the front there. <laughs> Look, it says Dixon of Doc Green Collection 2 starring Jack Warner. There we are. There's a picture of it. I Jack absolutely Walnut. know. I would admit to my mistake, but honestly, I would never make a mistake like that, I think. I haven't bothered to go back and listen. And maybe I just garbled my words and it all came out <laughs> wrong. But uh, <laughs> Yeah, uh, so yeah, Dixon obviously Dixon I know that. And, and I don't know who Jack Hawking is either. Jack, who is Jack Paul. Hawking? Jack Paul Watts write in and tell us who Jack Hawking is because I've never I know it's a typo it's a typo I know I'm just penalising you for a typo it's fair anyway Paul uh, you're one of my favourite humans as well next up uh, Julie Turner's written in I'm new to Big Finish is the (gasps) subject line hi there she says hi there hi there I fess up to being 62 years old Fair enough. I will be in a few weeks' time. And after a spate of recent bereavements, I thought I'd never laugh out loud for the rest of my life. Then there was my first Big Finish Torchwood CD. I realise now I can also shed tears of sadness and be very unnerved, if not jump out of my scaredy skin, as well as laugh out loud while listening to Big Finish Torchwood stories. It was always a favourite in the original broadcast years and is my favourite TV series on BBC iPlayer at the moment. Yeah, all on BBC iPlayer Tortured. And it's great to listen to original stories on CD. On a separate note, I never took it badly that my mum, recently deceased among others, but well, joined the club there, same here, uh, wanted to adopt David Tennant's 10th Doctor. What? Us three grown-up kids weren't good enough, but I probably never mentioned to her that I wanted the third Doctor to be my dad. She'd already (laughs) thrown my actual dad out of the house in the late 60s, getting a puppy dog to replace him, which she said seemed only fair, so I don't feel the least bit 
traitorous. Uh, to remove any stressful moments, if you're a dog lover, I will say that despite being with a roisterous family who knew next to nothing about dogs and living next to a busy main road without the garden being gated or fenced in, that grand puppy lived to be nearly 18 years old, outliving my Aww. absent dad, though he was older than that when he died, so I believe. <laughs> Following tradition, dad was cut from photos with sharp scissors and his remaining clothes burned on bonfire night, on a bonfire night guy. Uh, if, you, if you're not from the UK, you may not know what that means, but I'll let you look it up on the, the interweb. I have no idea how old he was. As well as a puppy, we had a rediffusion radio and telly service with a coin-operated telebank telly for which a sixpenny coin had to be saved if we wanted to watch Doctor Who without the telly screen going blank partway through <laughs> wow. with a mad scramble and flying accusations over who forgot to put the sixpence in the slot if the episode did cut off partway through. So, <laughs> if you are able, more torture, please. More Yanto, Owen, Gwen, Tosh and Captain Jack Harkness at all, please. Uh, my headphones won't go silent as long as I have cash in my bank account. There's a good... Good tagline for Big Finish. Uh, I'm sorry if this isn't the right address for this. I've been directed to the podcast email by The Office. Well, that's fine. Many, many thanks for the stories from Julie Turner. I love the email. Lovely email. I'm sure Thank there's you. plenty of Torchwood to whet your appetite. They're always busy over in the Whoa. Torchwood camp. Many. Uh, we got one here as well. Uh, the last email, no less, uh, is from Dana Lewis. The last uh, email ever, is that right? That's, yeah, that's it. After this, uh, emails just stopped working. Um, <laughs> subject is bad That'd be reviews. be great, actually, wouldn't it? Yeah. Anyway. No more emails. There's no more telly and we all have to go to bed. Um, <laughs> that was the young ones. Um, listening to the latest Big Finish podcast today with my Big Fin aficionado partner here on the other side of the world in Tokyo as we do every Sunday Japan time it struck me oh. that was what it sounded like <laughs> instead of always reading and rating recent positive reviews of Big Finish releases why not do a Big Finish podcast episode where you read recent bad reviews <laughs> and rate those reviewers and their reviews as corsically as you might choose. Let the games begin. I think that might. I think. I don't think that would go down well. I think. I think it could, could be viewed as bullying. Um, yes, caustically reviewing the reviews. Yeah, yeah. We don't want to get into arguments with people. Yes, you do. No, we don't. Uh, we don't want to get into arguments with people. And also, as I've mentioned before, but don't tell anyone. Uh, this podcast is actually a sort of. Uh, promotional marketing tool and the idea is to make people interested in big finish and so yeah it's all just i mean you know benji and me just you know chatting nonsense that's just uh, that's just to fool you we're trying to hypnotize your brains to like big finish so i'm not no 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 a thousand times no <laughs> not ever going to be reading out bad reviews there have been a couple recently where there's been a little sting in the tail tucked in there hasn't it it feels like a positive review and then someone says well but none of the stories are really stand out and you think oh oh dear but anyway i mean that's as close as we'll get, really. I hope that uh, is not too disappointing for you, Dana. But that's it for the emails. More next week. Keep them coming. We love them. And don't forget, there'll be a drama tease of Rose Tyler Dimension Canon 3 at the end of this podcast. But first, it's time to begin the countdown on Doomsday Dying Hours. And an episode entitled Dawn of an Everlasting Peace by Jack Rayner. Hello, my name is John Ainsworth and I am the producer and director of Dawn of an Everlasting Peace. Doomsday is a cross-media uh, event, I suppose, or cross-media project, uh, which was created and launched by the BBC with the intention of all the different holders of the Doctor Who licence contributing a story or stories to the whole series. Doom has 24 hours to live, each story lasts an hour long. So we have been asked to provide four of those hours, which literally are hour-long episodes, and we have hours 20, 21, 22 and 23. So we are right at the end of Doom's story. And so our set finishes and she has one more hour to go, one more adventure to go to conclude her ongoing story. 
I'm Jack Rayner and I wrote The Dawn of an Everlasting Peace. I have a strange and absurd passion for a 1960s Doctor Who story, uh, Dalek Master Plan. And I was asked by John Ainsworth, who was working on the Doom releases for Big Finish, would I like to do a Doom story dealing with what we call the Dalek Delegates, which were some alien monsters that uh, teamed up with the Daleks in that story. And that was quite a quick yes from me. Well, when we were first thinking about Doom, we were, precisely because Doom is a new character, we were quite keen to have already established ideas or characters or monsters from the Doctor Who universe brought into Doomsday so that Doom could interact with them. And so various ideas were passed back and forth. And one idea that came up was the uh, the delegates from the Daleks Master Plan, who are oddly fascinating and very much of their time in terms of 60s Doctor Who. They're quite distinctive individual characters. And when this idea came up, I immediately thought of Jacqueline Rayner as the writer for this, because I know she has a minor obsession uh, about the Dalek Master Plan delegates and knows everything about them and has done, I think she even put a, did a website or a blog about them and uh, had complicated charts about, because there's all this huge debate about what each character is actually called or which which character, you know, their names seem to swap around between the episodes of Dalek's Master Plan and Mission to the Unknown and there's different actors playing them. So it's all a, it's a complicated little world in its own. Anyway, so Jack, Jacqueline Vayner was the ideal person uh, to write this story and uh, happily she she leapt at it as busy as she was she thought no she had to make time to make sure she could uh, write this story and it's brilliant and does make good fun use of the Dalek master plan characters I think. What you quite often need when you're focusing on a story when you're developing a story is the sort of little human interest within it the human drama and I wanted to concentrate actually on a much smaller scale, a little bit of drama within it. So I decided to take us back a bit to earlier in the Daleks' plans and get Doom involved then and find out a little bit of what had been going on at the start of all that, um, the earliest part of the Daleks' planning of their master plan and what effects it had on the people who were involved at the time. Hi, I'm Suze Kempner and I'm playing Doom. You! Surprise! Me! <laughs> well, that'd be telling. But I thought you were a, a nice lady. Doom's quite impatient. Like, not only does she like to work... Well, not only does she really need to work fast, because obviously she's on a strict time limit, but she really likes to work fast, and she, if people can't keep up with her pace, she's proper angry about it. So both Lonette and Clorin, that was what they were both doing. They're basically slowing her down, but she needs them. So um, playing like her exasperation and her need to be reassuring with them, which goes against how she probably feels she wants to be was um, really fun just go to bigfinish.com and type doomsday into the search pane so it's doomsday it's the day of doom you see doom d-o-o-m apostrophe s space d-a-y right doomsday that's the name of the series uh not the other way around what <laughs> type that into the search pane at the top to find this one Coming up soon, we'll be giving you that 15-minute drama tease of Rose Tyler, Dimension Canon 3, Trapped, starring Billy Piper and Camille Kaduri, out this Thursday. But Wednesday! First. Thursday! Tuesday! It's Tuesday. Tuesday! Ah, it's out Tuesday. Don't forget, that's two days from when this podcast was released. That's how you remember it. It's days. Uh, but first, of course, it's... the random it's electron where we randomly select a big finish release and offer you a 25% discount on it hey did it I got it right this week bingo bingo we're in we're in bingo, 200 Doctor Who The Secret History written by Eddie Robson oh The Secret History let me just starring Peter Davison and Maureen O'Brien and Peter Purvis uh, oh, yeah awesome yeah. cover actually really cool I know that I'll tell you the thing about this one 
Peter yes. couldn't make it to the recording. <gasps> and I said, that's fine, I'll do it. So I had a brilliant couple of days <laughs> being Peter Davison. Didson, dun, didson. Yeah, so... Uh, and yeah, I loved it. I love that I was reading in uh, the other day uh, recently for parts that people, you know, the actors couldn't make it. Um, and it's a beautiful, you can have so much fun. It is you know, great no, fun reading no responsibility. In and doing anything like that. Yeah, it's I just... Having great fun being Peter Davison. As you know, as as keen listeners to the podcast will know, I, I did all Peter Davison's effort noises for Land of the Dead back in the day because he wouldn't do them because he thought it was too too much like radio acting. I've had and to so, do that exact thing before yeah. where, like, if, if you've got scenes where... <laughs> where <laughs> all that. Yeah, sorry. Yeah. yeah, that's it. If you've got scenes and there's in that you need to convey something but there's no effort. Yeah. I've done that. You've done that. You have to do it. Pretty much. you can say you've been the doctor. Exactly. It's, that's an interesting thing is that when you're making extreme noises like that, most human beings sound are fairly interchangeable, aren't yeah, they? Oh, yeah, I, I, I actually stand in for um, Piers Brosnan. For Piers Brosnan. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's my uh, it's my big claim to fame. Um, but yeah, it's a wicked story, secret history, uh, awesome cast, and not just Manga got John Banks, obviously Nicholas Big Barnaby Edwards in there, Elizabeth Morton, um, Graham Garden as the meddling monk. Oh. Uh, goodies fans rejoice. Did we play the trailer? We didn't. I think we? we should. Yeah, here it is. Coming soon from Big Finish Productions. Men of Ravenna, I demand your immediate surrender. I am Flavius Belisarius of the Imperial Roman Army, and I take this city in the name of the Emperor Justinian. Doctor Who, the secret history. At this moment, I can remember how this whole journey turned out because I've lived through it before. But as soon as I step out of the TARDIS, the timelines will change. It'll be me who does all this, and I won't remember what happened the first time around because it won't have happened yet. I didn't expect this. There he is, the blonde one. You're quite sure this doctor is a Persian spy. Why should she want to tell people I'm a spy? Perhaps she's a witch. Simon Quest. Does the weight of history rest on the Doctor's shoulders? Yes! Yes, it does! There's someone in there. Someone who's gone missing from the world. What have I done? Vicky? Stephen? It's, um, very good to see you. Who are you? I'm the Doctor. The Doctor. Doctor. Subscribers get more at bigfinish.com. There it was. So it goes. So it goes, so it went. I'm just having trouble with my computer here, seeing which thing's on the screen. That's what all that weird typing is. I've actually uh, preempted myself. I was going to say while I emailed Jackie Emery, I've actually just emailed her as she's You've the content manager at Big Finish. Uh, and I've informed her uh, about the randomoid selectatron so that she can set it uh, live. Uh, and she'll send a nice message back to me, uh, hoping that I have a nice weekend because she is a lovely human being. Um, but how are you going to tell us about how to get the old... Uh, the discount what, yeah, well, it's, how, you know, what's it's, the best way to get it across I mean yeah the, the best way to get it across workshop is to just, just is to use words what and say it Gosh. and tell people you're a trailblazer a you know and it's it's very you have to go to bigfinish.com to do it like you have to that's the only way you yeah, have fair. to go to the podcast page you have to click on read more yeah if you don't do these things you're not going to get that discount no right and click here in in the blurb underneath the picture of us and enter the code buck up with no spaces no capital uh, all capital letters no spaces no, no punctuation no words no letters no complications B-U-C-K-U-P no spaces no full stop at the end you have to enter that in and then you will get your discount only then you get your discount if you don't do those things then hey good luck playing the full price yeah yeah exactly right I'm just doing something that's vital. I'm going for a croque monsieur after this. I'm going oh, to the calf down the road. I'm going to sit in the sunshine. They pronounce croc. Uh, no, that's croc. a shoe that you, you wear on your, <laughs> your foot. That Colin Baker and Fair. Sylvester McCoy both really champion. And so, do, so does Terry Malloy. Does Terry Malloy? Yes, Terry Malloy's a, cl- a croc man, isn't he? There we yeah. go. 
It must be an 80s Doctor Who thing. So, thanks for that rather beautiful work, Ran. Um, and, and reminding me of the lovely time I had um, playing the um, fifth Doctor. Doctor. Sorry, my computer over here is going absolutely mad. His, his computer is actually going... He's doing that thing of saying, there's not enough space for me to do anything. Please do something. Delete something, for goodness sake. Anyway... Uh, as of now, next week's podcast will look like this. Uh, you may have noticed there have been some changes in the schedule recently, and yeah, I have no yeah. reason to uh, expect that it won't change again. But anyway, for now, the 24th of September's podcast is called Room Survivors, and will feature Gallifrey War Room 2 Maneuvers. That's the one that keeps being delayed, folks. And Survivors New Dawn, which I know Benji is um, mastering the final episode of that. That's today, my weekend maybe. job. That's What's my weekend, weekend job. Yeah, got to get it out. Yeah. We'll get it done. Both me and Nick have worked on that one. Labour of love for both of us. We can't help but talk about it an awful lot. Yeah. And I expect we will do then. In the Brilliant. meantime, though, of course, it remains for us to say, well, one last thing. This edition of the podcast was presented by me, Benji Clifford, and him, Nick Briggs. Nick also wrote, produced, and edited it. And, of course, Benji and I did this for, for the, the love, love of stories. stories. For the love of stories. And finally, on the Big Finish podcast, Rose Tyler, the Dimension Cannon, trapped, sink or swim, starring Peter Davis. Sorry, no, uh, by Lizzie Hopley. I'll use it. Where's my... If they find us, they'll kill you, not me. Where are we? You're on the Ocean Dame. Is it just you? Ocean Dame? What's that? Dimension Cannon, where is it? Keep your voice down. Everyone away from the bridge. It will strike again. I need it back. This is not where I'm supposed to be. I didn't take anything from you. Are we underground? How long have I been here? I found you like this. You've been out a while. What's your name? Danny. Danny, I'm Rose. Something very important has been taken from me. I had it when I landed here and I need to get it back. Where old are you? Old enough. Who else is out there? People who will kill you. Bring that steel bar then. Uh, don't go out there. Well, I'm not staying in here. Well, who's in charge? You've got to be kidding. This is a cruise liner. I'm on a cruise liner. You've got to hide. They want blood. God, it's huge. Didn't you know? And in the middle of the ocean. Worst jump ever. jump from a plane there aren't any this sounds crazy but this is earth you hit your head please it's important it's earth what sea is this i don't know but you'll end up in it if you don't hide this is not a good day to get seen is that a swimming pool not anymore they're drowning him just teaching him a lesson keep your head down what's happening here why are you all on a wrecked cruise ship? It's the safest place to be. Or was. And you're the first person they'll blame. For what? You show up and the anti-life takes Captain Harper. The what? Anti-life. Death. What we're all running from. Who are you? Anti-life. And how did you get on board? We haven't touched land in months. Oh, where have I jumped to now? Mum got back, why didn't I? Danny, 
Was anyone else nearby when you found me? You have friends? Yeah, but they're where they should be. I mean, someone from the ship who could have taken it. It's like a disc. No, and you being a stowaway, they'll say the Pathic wasn't able to focus to warn them. Pathic? You know nothing, do you? Pathic, telepath, the ones who can see what's coming. There, below. Got her. Off me. Let go. Hello, Danny. Your mummy's in big trouble. Drop a bar. Ah! There's Goldilocks here. I want to see your captain. He's dead, or will be. Take them to chant. Who's <laughs> chant? Gifts for the new captain. Sweeney, you and your wife are too kind. Please, let me go to my mum. She's busy doing her job. We have a stowaway. You're the captain. I like your bar. What can I say? We're still waiting for Harper to vacate the bridge. He's taking a while. We need to get rid of her. If she's attracting it... Who are you talking to, Caitlin? Captain. If there's any more doubts about that, you can take a swim in a pool like Weber. You a pathic? I'd have seen you coming. Our pathic didn't see you coming. Our pathic's a dud. Sweeney, get your wife a drink. Bar's dry. Please, let me see her. She needs to focus. I can help. The whole point of your mother, Danny, is to stop the death. She did not do that. Harper is dying. The very moment your new friend appears out of nowhere. She was out cold when I found her. Someone must have brought her on board. She doesn't even know where she is. Shut it. Ah! Don't hit kids! Why, you simmer down, Sweeney. You've a death wish. Kicking my first mate. Reflex action. Who brought you on board? Nobody. She's Harper's, isn't she? He liked his secrets. Best get her overboard. We're in the middle of the ocean and you don't know how I got here. <laughs> I think you got a security problem. We've kept constant watch from the pod. Not good enough, clearly. Your captain's dead, your pathic's failing and you didn't even know I exist. So why don't you just stop threatening people who are better at hiding than you? The thing is, you aren't, are you? we found you and I'm new to the job so this is setting an example day throw her overboard no you don't want to do this no I really do what what are you cowering for get out there Sweeney get the nets quick on the starboard side get out there and be useful I'm going daddy wait Higher. Get underneath! What is it? Electric eels. Lethal. They attack in shoals like flying fish. But with stories high, they fly high. Is that nets? They're bed sheets. It's not a fishing boat, Rose. We need to catch them for food. Watch out! Don't let it touch you! They're busier in the day. The light feeds them. It feeds them. They're huge! Let me help! Don't touch her! She's been trampled on, her head's bleeding! Drag her back from the deck! Do you have, like, a, a sick bay? Leave her. We need help stocking the pole. There are people dying here! We all die if we starve to death! Leave her! Still need a crew, don't you? Or are you planning to rule this floating wreck alone? Pull the engine inside! You know medicine? I've worked with doctors, yeah. You might have just saved your life. Get Caitlin to show her the theatre. I'll take her. She can bunk with me. All right, stay with her and show her the greenhouse. Put to work. She might live. Get the live ones to the pool! <laughs> Mutant fish in the swimming pool to eat or torture the crew? Welcome to the Ocean Dame. Come on, next to the pod, the greenhouse is the best place to work. The pod? Up there. Oh. It's built for tourists. Some viewing pod that swings out over the water. We use it for a lookout. It's like someone took a piece of the London Eye and stuck it on a ship. The what? Never mind. Let's get to cover. It gets too hot. We put sheets over the glass. You trying to grow food here? I'm failing. That's the important bit there, the medicine garden. You're growing medicine? There's no chemists anymore, are there? You can get whacked for a headache pill, but if you grow a mint leaf, 
Well, you can get whacked for that too. Danny, how many are on this liner? About 60, working in shifts. Someone on this ship has my dimension cannon. I need to find out who. Your what? Dimension cannon? It's my only way off this ship. My only way home. Did you really work with doctors? You can heal people? He was more of a scientist, but I learnt a few useful things. Danny, your mother, she's telepathic. She can't help you find it. She can't have distractions. They'll kill her. They need her, don't they, to stop this anti-life thing? You can't always predict where the anti-life hits. It's random. A random force that just takes people? It does more than that. Tears every cell of their body apart. Like some sort of radiation? No, it's personal. Or people think so. Because some go fast, hits like lightning and it's over. Others, like Captain Harper. You saw Harper die? He was giving a briefing on the bridge. New strategy for pirate attacks. His eyes just bulged. Like, it hit from inside and just split him into a million pieces. But slow. He was still screaming when I found you. And people like your mother can see it coming. How can you see that coming? Sometimes a path it can when it happens in clusters and we steer away from it. Please, Danny, take me to her. Maybe I can help. No one can help her. She's a prisoner. And guarded. I'm good at prisons and guards. Show me. They'll know it's a false alarm. It's not. It's why I set fire to the bed. I doubt you've much need for a massage parlour anymore. Which way? Through here. Planetarium. Seriously. Cruise ships are mental. Keeps her calm. It's supposed to. Come on. Wow. This reminds me of being a kid. My dad took me to the one in London. You're from London? One of them. Where is she? Follow the chains. She's chained up. I told you, she's valuable. There, behind the podium. Oh, Danny, this is awful. I've got food down, like, for a dog. Look, quiet. She doesn't open her eyes much. Too much to see it. It scares her. Mum, it's me. Danny. I brought someone. She's a friend. Get away from my child. Mum, it's okay. Oh my God. Mum. Hey? Your mum. Who are you? Mum, don't. You'll hurt yourself. It's okay. This is Rose. Rose, this is my mum, Jackie. This is your mother. Not all pathic children inherit the gift. They keep me on for her sake. If they kill me... I didn't mean... Rose. Mum, close your eyes. It's easier. I go to her. I've got to see. Here, sit down with us. And, and drink more water. They're keeping her like an animal. She's failed them. Having me on board is a distraction as much as a bargaining tool. Half her focus is spent trying to keep me alive. Every day they discuss throwing me over the side. But they need her. Every tribe has a pathic. They're gold dust. The only way to avoid the anti-life. And other survivors. Survivors of what? Danny, uh, what's happened on this land? Rose, I saw you. You arrived in darkness and know nothing. That's it, pretty much. Hello, Jackie. It's good to see you. Such a lovely face. Gotta get these chains off. No! I tried once. They threw us in the pool. She's weak. It's killing her. Burnout. Happens to all pathics eventually. If they're treated like this, I've met telepaths and most of them are very healthy, powerful even. And strong. Look after my child. They're in danger. They? Me. I use they. And I can look after myself, Mum. You can believe that. crew will come for them. You'll have to run. Mum. Mum, breathe. The guards will be back. They've stopped the fire. We can't leave her. Harper's dead, isn't he? It's Chand next. Chand will die. Jackie, you saw me arrive. Did you see how? What I had with me? This isn't time for your... I must get off this ship, both of you. Oh, 
You see, you're confusing her. I'm all right, I'm all right. I shouldn't have brought you here. I needed to see this. Danny, I promise I'm not leaving here. I'm not leaving this ship without you and Jackie with me. Understand? No. Understand? If you say so. Check the planetarium. I reckon they're in there. Quick, Jack. Go. Come on. Jackie, I'll be back. I promise. Go. Go! That fire alarm's made Chan jumpy. We'll go further down to avoid them and get back to the greenhouse. Down into the ship? Not for long. It's not safe. Stairs are here. Oh, these corridors stink. We're passing the seventh floor. It's shut off now. Dare I ask why? It's where we put the sick. In cabins. And left them? They used to throw them off the side, but it attracts things. How long have you been on board? Harper caught my mum about six months ago. Our fault, we were trying to cross in a rib with too many people. At least we didn't drown. But once he knew we had a pathic... Here, this corridor goes past the theatre. Should be quiet. Danny, how does it affect uh, your mum, this anti-life? Clouds her vision. At least she knows it's coming. Seeing it actually blinds her. Most pathics die on the run. Some think they attract it, but I don't think so. It's like a ball of energy that roams around eating things, just hits where it likes. Humans, animals, they just dissolve in it and it, like, corrupts everything around. Corrupts? Interferes with technology and stuff. Big finish for the love of stories.